Hello, everyone, and welcome to Queerly Recommended, the podcast that's all about recommending queer movies, books, TV shows, and more. I'm Chris Bryant, a contemporary romance writer with almost 20 books about women loving women. And I'm Tara Scott. I review queer women's fiction at the Lesbian Review, Lambda Literary, and Smart Bitches Trashy Books. Happy New Year, everybody! And also, Happy Happy New Year, Year, Chris! This is the first time you and I have talked since before the holidays. Right! I haven't talked to you since last year. I know. To people who noticed that we skipped an episode, um, I'm sorry. We were going to rerun (laughs) our first ever episode because we just need a little break over the holidays. Right. And then... Calgary had like literally it was a 20 Celsius degree weather swing 30 Fahrenheit degree weather swing and I was like laid out (laughs) (laughs) oh that's right yeah it was it was migraine time and so that didn't happen but you know hopefully absence made the heart grow slightly fonder in the meantime so Chris what is something that you're excited about this year 2022 as we're all being slightly cautious about trying not to be too excited because i think we put too much hope on 2021 (laughs) that's true so right now uh as everybody knows maybe not i don't know but uh i love jeopardy i've been watching it since i was a teenager so like 10 years (laughs) that's right because i mean besides the fact that i just love jeopardy but my teacher when i was in high school my teacher was on the show But Amy Schneider, we need to talk about Amy Schneider. Mm -hmm. She is the first transgender to win a million dollars on Jeopardy. That's amazing. That is amazing. Like it is, I, it was so interesting because when I saw her however many weeks ago, she's still a champion. I mean, she's still going right now. Like we're in the middle of, yeah, so she is still going right now. And it was funny because I followed her like, I don't know, maybe three days into um, her when she first started mm-hmm. and she had like 1100 followers on Twitter. And now she's up to, I don't know, like 70,000 or something just because like the support she is getting and how she is bringing queerness to in front of everybody. And it's just been amazing. And, and the host is Ken Jennings. Like the last Ooh. time you watched Jeopardy, <laughs> he is the host, right? Uh, <laughs> he is the host. Yeah. People so, did, um, so for the people listening, when we were talking before we started recording, we were kind of like saying like, okay, what should we talk about? And Chris was mentioning Amy Schneider, and I admitted that because I don't have cable, the last time I saw a champion go super far on Jeopardy, it was Ken Jennings, and she was like, so you were a fetus? <laughs> that was a long time ago. That was- a very long time ago. Yes. I was a fetus. And I don't remember anybody else. Uh, <laughs> no, as a toddler, I think that's incredible. Because I mean, also, let's 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 be honest. It is a show that traditionally has had a bit of an older viewership. I mean, everybody watches right. Jeopardy and everybody loves it, and it is great because the whole family can watch it. But also, I mean, I remember when I was growing up, like you do not call between seven. You don't. You do not call grandma and grandpa between seven and eight. Because that is Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune time. And if you call, Grandma will tell you off. Like, that was... Eileen was not fucking around. Like, you don't call during Prices Right, and you don't call during those two shows. And so, I love that the show is including openly queer people and including trans people. And helping... I mean, 
how many baby queers, how many baby trans people are seeing Amy Schneider and seeing that they can right. do that? Hopefully more. Yeah. More and more. I mean, it's it, her just like I said, she has grown so much on social media mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, she's she's very clever as well. Her tweets are very clever, you know, and she, she does get a lot of hate. Yeah. She does get a lot of hate, but she also like blows it off. She's real good at handling the situation. Yeah. And hopefully there's much more love coming her way than there is oh, hate. Oh, for sure. That the love is drowning right. it out. Right. Because I've noticed in the past year that there are a lot more gay people on Jeopardy. And also Wheel of Fortune, mm-hmm. by the way. Wheel of Fortune, I've seen a lot more when people are allowed to talk about their partners. Well, I have my husband's in the audience or, you know, my wife's yeah. in the audience. So that's kind of, that's happened. I've noticed that that is more accepting. I love that. Game shows. Yeah. Is it still too. Pat Sajak? I believe so, yes. Is- it is not a show that I watch all the time okay. because I have conquered it and it is boring to me now. <laughs> Wait, when you say you've conquered it, do you mean you always know the answer or have you been on Wheel of Fortune? And I don't know. So I have not been on the show, but I did try out for it. No. My sister and I went to try out for it for family uh, Wheel of Fortune and 20,000 other people had the same idea and we said, fuck it. And we went and had lunch. (laughs) So I don't do lines. I just can't do lines. (laughs) But like my family, we are vicious on this we can get the puzzles so quickly it is mm-hmm. so competitive my fan so like i don't even watch it because it's it's too easy <laughs> so then have you been playing wordle you know what i st- i just downloaded it was it this morning or last night i don't remember but i just downloaded it because i think amanda radley and some other oh, people have been posting it is fun uh, i i am some other people oh are you some life. other people oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you so the first one i did i got it in four tries yeah. So that's, is that good? That's good, that's right? Hard. I mean, as long as you get uh, it within the... six tries. So two days ago, I got it in three tries for the first time. And ah. I was like, I'm a fucking genius. And nobody right. can tell me anything today. Like, right. that's just. You're on top of the world. For I am sure. the smartest person alive. <laughs> Ever. I think that's kind of the beauty of it. Because for anybody that doesn't know Wordle, it's kind of cool. It's, um, this guy built it because his wife girlfriend whatever really likes word games and it started out as this thing that it was just a gift but it has this functionality where you can share your score and so people started sharing it and it's just taken off and it's only one word per day six tries and it's five letters oh five i know and yesterday I did it again in three tries yesterday, and all I wanted was to go do all the previous ones, because there's been 200 so far, but you can't even go back in the archive. And so it's like, you get one per day. Does everybody get the same one? Yes. So you can brag? Yes. So you can call Amanda and say, what's the word for the day? And then you get it the first time, and then you show everybody, hey, I got it in one try. (laughs) No. I think people would know you're wrong. (laughs) Nobody gets it in one try. I don't know. To me, it's kind of like those restaurants where there was an episode of The Layover, I think, with Anthony Bourdain in Montreal. And it's this restaurant that serves nothing but fried bologna sandwiches. And you can't change them at all. And it's like you come in and it's like, if you try to ask them to change it at all, like, fuck you. Like, they're not going to do it. And that's kind of how I feel about Wordle. You come in, you get one word, that's all you get if you don't get it on your six tries. Sorry, you got to wait until tomorrow or you got to find <laughs> a new browser. Like That is just... So do you ever find out the word if you don't get it? I don't know. 
I haven't not gotten it yet. Oh, look at you. I know. Look at you. <laughs> Basically. Genius. That's awesome. I know. I was thinking <laughs> that too. No, you weren't. Uh, so in terms of what I'm excited about so far this year, just want to let all the people who are listening know, if you don't know yet, so the Lesbian Review, which like I mentioned at the beginning, is a site that I review at, is in February putting on its first online event, and it is all about sexy reads. So if you are at all inclined, if you like erotic romance, if you like seeing authors talk about all these things, I hear there is a certain author... Mm. Named Chris Bryant. Wait, or is it Britt Ryder nope. that's showing up? Is I it Britt Ryder? Britt Ryder Brit Rider is showing house. up. That's right. Already, they've confirmed Brenda Murphy, Al Brooks, Fiona Zetti, Madeline Taylor, Britt Ryder, but also Chris Bryant is in brackets. So maybe you'll meet that. both. Who can say? <laughs> Casey Luck, Melissa Therese, and Mika James. There's going to be on-demand videos as well from Heather Rose Jones and Anna Stone. And it's going to cover things like how realistic should erotic fiction be? How do authors do the research? What it means to create safe erotic fiction? So if you're interested in that, we'll, we'll drop a link in the show notes and you can reserve your spot on the Lesbian Reviews website. Nice. So Chris, what have you yes. been reading or watching? Okay, so last year the show came out on Showtime called Yellow Jackets. And it's super weird, and it involves, like, a plane crash, and you know how I get about plane crashes. Mm. Yeah, you write a fucking book about them. (laughs) That's what you did. Exactly. (laughs) Something really interests me, I'm going to write a book about it. And so I'm fascinated because I'm totally frightened of plane crashes. And so this is about uh, plane crashes. I don't know if it's a girl's soccer team or Mm -hmm. what it is, but they get in a plane wreck. And it's a really well-known cast, but it just... It goes from like the past to where they are now. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of wrote, you know, goes back and forth and back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, it's not great, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it has kept me interested enough to find out what the fuck is going on. It's got a good cast and there's a queer lead. Oh. Uh, one of the, yeah, I, I don't know that I can recommend it yet because it's mm-hmm. not done. So I don't know if it's a full on recommendation, but I am watching it and there is a queer lead. What's the tone? Like, is it pretty dark? Is it? It's pretty dark. Yeah. It's okay. pretty dark. So we have like uh, Christina, what's her name? Ricci. Christina Ricci's in there. Oh, okay. Uh, Juliette Lewis is in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking like a heavy well known cast. Yeah, pretty heavy cast. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. This is kind of interesting because what would people do? Mm-hmm. And so I can't really spoil it, but like there's a reason why they're not found. Because there's some cr- just like it's you just. Yeah. Like corruption. There's corruption. Dun, dun, dun. There's corruption. Oh, so it's no. interesting. I need to fo- I have to follow it through because I need to know like how they get saved. I need to know they like, get what's saved? happening. Yeah, because it's like back when they're like on this like remote place, you st- it flashes back their teenagers. You know, like oh, I think I misunderstood. So when I read the when I read the blurb about it on Amazon Prime, because my best friend was like, "I'm watching this," and I was like, "Okay, what's this about?" And to me, it sounded like so skipping between two time periods, and I and it sounded like there's 20 years between the two time periods. Probably. But I thought it was like the plane crashed and this is them still living on the island 20 no. years later. No. They're stuck on this place for 18 months though. That's too long. 
That is too long. That's well, and that's the whole point. It's too long. And so guess what happens? Is there enough Don't therapy guess. for that? <laughs> I'm gonna need therapy after this because it yeah. is so it's just it's one of those where it's like, oh god, it's on again. I gotta I I gotta finish it. I have to finish it now. Oh no, it's I'll always wonder. It's your new handmaid's tale. <laughs> it is. It is my new handmaid's tale. <laughs> where you're like, I don't know if I'm enjoying it, but I can't but stop. But I have to finish it. Yes. I need to know why this character it goes into this trance and starts eating dirt. I need to know why that happens. Oh my. So there's some stuff that, as an adult, you know, 20 years later, why this is still happening to her. So I need to find out these things. Okay, let me know how it goes. I'm going to continue not watching okay, it, I but will. I would like to live <laughs> vicariously through your experience. <laughs> okay. I will definitely keep you posted. Okay, what else? So I just finished Jagged, which is a, um, a documentary about Alanis Morissette. And so I posted a question on Twitter the other day. Where were you when you heard the secret Alanis Morissette secret track on Jagged Little Pill? And it blew my mind that so many people hadn't heard it already. Wait, did they not know about the... See, okay. They didn't know. Can we talk about how like secret songs were just a thing on 90s albums? And they were. Because now For sure. with Spotify, they're just kind of like on there at the end of the list. And right. so... In December, yeah, like November, December, I started going back to a lot of the music that I listened to in high school, including Alanis. Like I listened to Jagged Little Pill again. Nevermind, the Nirvana album was a big one. And that one, like to me, Nevermind is a perfect album until the secret song. I hate the secret song so much. And then I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> secret songs. You can't, yes, you can't secret songs. do that anymore. But I remember the one, I remember the one on Jagged Little Pill being pretty good. Yeah. So. Here, here I was. Yeah. However old I was, I don't even remember. I remember I was, I was up at the gas you station. You were four. And I was four. Right. I was driving. I was four. I was gassing up my Ford your, Bronco. Your parents' I I Bronco. <laughs> my par- oh, I'm sorry. That's right. My parents' Bronco that they let me drive. <laughs> were, I think it was an Explorer. There were blocks on the pedal seat. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm pumping the gas, and this is, you know, I had the windows down. I was just jamming, doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And so I still had the car not on, but just the radio part on, because I love music, and I will listen to it yeah. at all times. So I was, like, gassing, and, and literally the album was over. Yeah. So I was like, huh. So I just, I just started gassing, and then a minute and, like, 13 seconds later, all of a sudden I hear this, I... And I'm like, what? Oh, and then yeah. it sounded like I was like looking around like, who is talking to me? Because it's acapella and she, there's yeah. no instruments or anything. It's just her singing. And it's crazy. I love it. I it's love so it. good. It's so good. It's so good. It's amazing. So so I watched this documentary yeah. and I was kind of like, it made me sad, though. It was great because Alanis got me through a lot of shit mm-hmm. in my life. I think she got a lot of people through a lot of oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Because she was... A, she like broke the barrier it's okay to be mean it's okay to be you know to be angry Mm -hmm. it's okay to you know and that's really only one song the rest of it was kind of gentle it's kind of you know some of her uh songs are pretty gentle they're not like like you know you ought to know it's not like that yeah because she was able to do it in the mainstream in the way that like you could hear that kind of music with like the riot girl scene but it's not like they were played on top 40 radio in the same way that Alanis was like, no, she shot up on Top 40, and uh, that that album was great. And I don't think that she ever got that fame again. But anyway, so this was about Jagged Little Pill, and she, it's 
I feel like what I like to do is I like to ask myself, would I, could I be friends with this person now as an adult? Mm -hmm. I do that a lot. I'm like, I think I did a list on Twitter, like who I would be friends Mm -hmm. with. Because there are some people that I truly admire, but I know that our personalities would completely clash and I could not be friends with them. And I think that about Alanis. Mm. I think like she has a good life going on right now and she has a family. She wrote this song, beautiful song about her children. But I don't think that, you know, she would be my friend. Yeah, that's fair. That's kind of like, I don't know why, but it makes me think of conversations about ice queens and books. And there are people who are like, I don't understand how anybody likes ice queens. I'd never want to spend any time with one. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to spend time with one either. But give me the book. Right, but they're give fine. me exactly. all the books. I want to see their journey. Are you kidding me? We need that. Yeah, we need the difference. We need all of that in our lives. Yes. And so that's why, you know, ice queens are so popular. It's because they are people we would we don't know, people we could never get that close mm-hmm. to unless we're reading a book. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole point is you when you open up a book and you read the pages yes. and you get to know this character behind the scenes. Yes. So, yes. Thank you. Perfect. So that is, uh, that was good. So I do recommend it. Just mm-hmm. if you're like me and you love Alanis Morissette, then I recommend watching it. Is it also, I mean, I feel like I know the answer, but but I'm going to ask anyway. Is it um, also good for even if you don't like Alanis, but you like music documentaries, would you still recommend it in that case? Yeah, I think so. Because you see how quickly she rose to fame, like overnight. Mm-hmm. She had like the overnight success story. Here's a side mm-hmm. note. My best friend at the time was um uh, not I can't remember his title, but eventually he became vice president of Boston Acoustics, which is a stereo company. Cool. He has since moved on, but anyway, so that's kind of we both had that in common was this music. And he's like, hey, I have to go up to Nebraska to check out this singer who's singing in a in a high school gym. Do you want to go with mm-hmm. me? And I'm like, okay. So I went up there and it was Alanis Morissette no. and she was singing Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. So I got to see it in a high school gym in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. That is my Alanis Morissette story. Besides the secret track while I was pumping gas. That's so good. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, it talks about, you know, just the record industry and like you love music I documentaries too. Love, I love, love, you love do. music documentaries. I watched the Tina Turner documentary over the holidays when my parents oh. were staying with us and like, it was so it was so good and like tina turner was one of just the sounds of my childhood yeah and i would like i wouldn't say that i was particularly a fan or not a fan there's a lot of artists i feel that way like rod stewart is also right up there like it's just you just have a lot of respect for them yes but then i watched that and i had so much more respect and then had to go listen to her Spotify channel. <laughs> this is Tina Turner on Spotify. <laughs> but then I thought I had a really hard time listening to any of the songs that Ike Turner had anything to do with. Right. I saw the movie with Angela Bassett when she played Tina Turner because, you know, I'm, I love yeah. Angela. Oh, who? So watching that made me, I know, made me dislike him immensely. Just watching that movie when it came Angela out. Angela Bassett is in the documentary and she is sure, ageless. Really? and i love her gorgeous yes i would run away with her right now <sighs> yeah i'm just saying yeah anyway we wouldn't know what to do with her <laughs> I know. <laughs> can we just look at you <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> Fuck off. sure she's no good. i tried to play it cool i'm so awkward though <laughs> oh no i cannot play yeah, cool right no no okay and uh, i heard i heard a little bird yes. named chris bryant told me that you've been reading a book I have been like 99.4% of my time is spent writing. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, when I was in P-Town, I met a new writer, uh, a new young adult writer. And so I was like, you know, I haven't really read a lot of young adult books. So I picked up a book called Changing Majors by Anna Hartnett Reichert. And uh, when I met her in P-Town, she's absolutely hilarious. Like she and her wife were there. They were so much fun to hang around with. And just her storytelling, just sitting around a table uh, with a bunch of new people, she was just so comfortable. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll just Mm -hmm. give her book a try. So I started that book. And so far, it's it's hilarious, just like she is. So I'm enjoying it. And I'll let you know if it becomes a recommendation. (laughs) please do. (laughs) So, yes. So. I have talked so much, and I think it's uh, it's time for you to take over. And what have you been uh, reading and watching? Oh, my God. So many things. So many things. Uh, <laughs> a new drag race has begun. Wow. Season 14. There's going to be so much drag race this year. Also, it is intense. There is this one where it's like regular U.S. season 14. There's going to be uh, UK versus the world, so an international drag Ooh. race. I think there's supposed to be an all winners season of Drag Ooh. Race. I'm super excited for that. Those are the ones that I'm the most excited about, but I am excited about this one. So what they've done is a split premiere. So when we're recording this, they've only shown the first one. So we, I've only met seven of the 14 queens. Oh, for this cool. Season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lizzo was the guest judge for this one, which was, she was a fabulous judge. I really hope I they bet. bring her back. <laughs> um, and by the time this episode airs, the second half of the premiere will air with Alicia Keys as the yes. guest judge on that one. Already, I am seeing some major, major contenders. Cornbread, the snack, jeté, is so freaking good. She is a big queen, but she is a fashion queen. She does this thing with her face that is like legitimately one of the funniest things I've seen on Drag Race so far. Which sometimes when she's lip syncing, it's just like beautiful and there's a queen that i actually recognize that i've been following on social media who nice. was never a part of drag race before so willow pill who i think is in the same drag family as evie oddly winner of season 11 i think oh she is a weird quirky queen and i am here <laughs> for every minute of it she did so they did they had to do a talent show as the big challenge in that episode. And she said that she was going to to do a piece that was like part lip sync, part about self-care. <laughs> and when she said that RuPaul was like, what? And then it was <laughs> to Enya. And there was a <laughs> bathtub there. And just like the... She pours some extra bubble bath stuff in the bathtub. And she's drinking wine and she pours the wine in the bathtub. And then she goes over to, and she has like this long, 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 like to the floor with a frilly collar, kind of frilly sleeved nighty. And she goes over to this plate of spaghetti and starts eating it with her hands, like really aggressively, then pours the rest <laughs> of that into the bathtub and then walks over, strips off the nightgown and is in this like tiny pink, I don't even know, is it a bathing suit? Is it a laundry? Whatever. Pulls out a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> And gets in with it. And it was just one of those. You could see the judges going from like, what the <laughs> fuck? To by the end, like, they were into it's. I think this is going to be just a fantastic season. Nice. So if you haven't watched Drag Race before, this might actually be a fun one to jump in and get started. Okay. So one of the things I like to do, I live in Canada. 
cannabis is legal here. And so sometimes I just like to have an edible and watch a movie and see what happens. And so I had never seen Willow before, but this seemed like a good movie to do that <laughs> that with. Have you seen Willow? That like old ass movie with Is Val Kilmer? Yes. In yes, I saw it when it probably came out when yeah. I was like two. Yes. Yeah. Val Kilmer and Joanne yeah. Wally, who he went on to marry and then divorce. And I would just like to say, have you seen people talking about how The Mummy is the perfect movie for bisexuals? No. Yes, because of like Rachel Weisz and Brendan and Fraser. Brendan. And, right. And in my opinion, I also think that Thor is the perfect movie for bisexuals. But I wonder. Right. Before Thor. If Willow. Oh. Before, yes, was Willow. Because well, now I, I got to look at it because, you know, I've slept since then several times. So I need to <laughs> right? go. I need to pull it up and look at the cast. Yeah, like, like Joanne Wally and Val oh, Kilmer are both, like, pretty hot in this movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because the I am um, DB page shows what they look like now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to, like, 30 years ago when the movie came out or 40. She probably looks amazing now, and he does not. Not. Right. And I will leave it there because... Right. Life happens to everyone. Tough times, okay. yeah, tough times. I don't look amazing. I, I, yeah, I don't. Look yeah, like the ten-year challenge that's going on on all the social media platforms. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the. I think that is the. That was the. I think you're right. For, yeah. I think he might. Yeah, but Neil I think brought it I, up, and he was. And as soon as he said it, I was like, oh yes, right. Now I'm going to go through all the 80s. I'm thinking of like, but I th movies like Romancing the Stone that were real big were, you know, oh, Kathleen yeah. Turner was hot. Yes. But then was, uh, what's his face? Douglas, Douglas. Was he, was he too manly man for bisexuality? Is that, I mean, what do you think about that? Because he was uh, kind of a jerk in the movie at the beginning on purpose. I think it, I think that's where I would want to get the opinion of a queer man yeah that's a good idea michael douglas never did it for me but i don't know he must now, have done it for someone I, I feel like like michael douglas smells like whiskey and cigars and i just cigars whiskey that's what he smells like i look at people and that's so judgmental i know but just some sometimes you just think this person smells like cigarettes and whiskey meanwhile <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones apparently thought he could get oh, it. So wow, yeah. She was she has been on my top ten list forever. I think she's beautiful. Oh yes. I agree. Sure. In terms of games, okay, so I do have a game where I would say the the queer content is minimal because it's not really about that, but I started playing Fire Emblem Three Houses on my Switch. And it is a game where you are a person. I don't really know your background. I don't. I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. But anyway, you get to be a professor at a magic school that's not called Ooh. Hogwarts, and it has three <laughs> houses, and they are not Slytherin and Hufflepuff and all that bullshit. It's there's no transphobia in this game. Isn't that Yay! nice? Fuck J.K. Rowling, right? <laughs> and her turfy, awful. <laughs> and then it goes on to have like, yes, it starts in a school, but it's really like political intrigue and different sides, like different factions fighting each other, but. For the romance, because there is a romance, however thin it is, because like I said, it is not about the romance, but it includes a little bit of that. And so when you get to choose, your dad in the game gives you a ring that was your mother's and it's meant to, you know, give it to your love interest. And there are 
same-sex love interests that you nice. can give it to, which I think is really lovely. And so I have put probably 60 or 70 hours into that game since the last wow. time we talked. So do you get to pick your sex at the beginning? Yes. Okay. But you only can choose. That's I think that's the one thing that's a bit of a shame is that you can only choose between male and female. There is no non-binary option. Mm. Mm. So I kind of wish there was a non-binary option maybe in a future game. I think that would be pretty great. Although, generally speaking, there's not a lot of games where that's even an option at all. Boyfriend Dungeon had it. Uh, Later Daters had it. So it tends to be more of those, like, dating sim games. But I'd love to see it happen in more. Uh, I have been watching a show that you can definitely get in Canada on Crave. It's produced by Crave. I don't know if you can get it anywhere else in the world. But if you can, Mm. I completely recommend it. The only reason it's not an official recommendation is I'm pretty sure it's only in Canada. But it's called One Queen, Five Queers. It's a talk show hosted by Brooklyn Heights, Queen of the North, host of Canada's (laughs) Drag Race. And... Finalist, semi-finalist in um, RuPaul's Drag Race, I think season 11. And it's a panel show where it is pretty much exactly like it describes. There is one drag queen, Brooklyn Heights, who is hosting and asking the questions. There are five queer people of all kinds, like literally LGBTQ. They're all there somehow. And Mm -hmm. they're just talking about different topics. Sex comes up in almost every episode, even though there is, or it comes up in every episode, even though there's like one episode specifically about sex, but there's also an episode about family. There's one about race. There's one about social media. It is so, it is smart. There is some really interesting vulnerability that happens it's i just think it is so good and i every time crave tells me there's a new episode i'm like yay there's a new episode and then i watch (laughs) it right away it's so good and then there's one that chris can't see on our outline but i want to give an out a shout out to (gasps) i have been reading always ah chris Bryant. And I'm not done yet because I keep having to put it down because I've been on deadlines for reviews at other websites. But <laughs> it's very good. Do you like it? I do Oh, that like makes it. me happy. I like it very much. Um, nice. So far, Perry is still getting the runaround. <laughs> oh, well, that'll end soon. That happens. That ends soon enough. Okay, good. So, yeah. What's the wide release date? A uh, wide release date is January 11th, which is... All right. Yeah. So, by the time this episode airs, it is available. Yay! Chris is too modest to uh, pimp her own book, but I'm not. So go Yay. and get Always by my awesome co-host, Chris. You're going to love it. It's a great one. Apparently, everybody cries when they read this book, so I guess be warned. Yes. Uh, yes. And Chris, you be warned. Expect me to yell at you by text when right. I'm crying later. <laughs> I will wait for it. I will wait for that text. Uh, and you're welcome. Oh, thank you. So, Chris, but it's good tears. Good tears. Good. Yes, that's what I want. So, what's your official recommendation this week? Okay. So, my official recommendation. I was really struggling because you know that I suck at time management, and I was going back and forth. Should it be a movie, or maybe it should be Yellow Jackets? But that's creepy, and I don't know where that's going. So. And then I thought, do I have time to read a book? So I was scrolling on Twitter Friday because, mm-hmm. you know, nothing like waiting till the last minute. 
because that's what I do. <laughs> I procrastinate. And one of our one of our listeners mentioned the show Vigil. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not even kidding. Like two minutes later, I got a message from my friend who's like, oh my gosh, I'm watching Vigil. You should watch it. It's really cool. It has queer leads. So I'm like, ah, <laughs> so mm-hmm. here's the blurb. Okay. When a crew member is found dead aboard the Trident nuclear submarine HMS Vigil, the Scottish police begin an inquiry. The Vigil must remain on patrol in order to maintain the UK's nuclear deterrent, so Detective Amy Silva is forced to join the crew on board to conduct her investigation. Meanwhile, Detective Kirsten Longacre follows leads back on land. As the two pursue parallel trails... The case grows more sinister and broadens to include the highest level of government and the British Navy. So. All right. I just want to say, let me tell you, my gentleman Jack friends, Saran Jones is back. (gasps) Yes. Oh, she's gorgeous. And she's queer in this one, too. Fantastic. So I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to watch it. So it has intrigue. It has mystery. Mm-hmm. I mean, and of course, there's like 300 crew members. Only eight of them are female. I don't think it's 300. I think it's like 180. The number's high. And then yeah. only eight females. I was looking for gayness everywhere. Like I was like, because I mean, come yeah. on, a submarine? Yeah. Why not? And the only thing I found was it, the detective. So, oh. but that's okay. So, so much shit happens to her on this submarine. And I was, I was sitting here thinking of ways to sue the Royal Navy. <laughs> because I couldn't believe everything that this woman went through. Uh-huh. And no no sexual assault. Good. But some pretty fucked up mind games. Mm. But she stayed strong through it all. And so basically, she had to go out. They had to heli- they took a helicopter and dropped her down onto the sub who popped up just to get her and another person mm-hmm. and popped back down because they're, you know, they're it's a submarine. Keeping, yeah, they're they're keeping their world safe. Yeah. So here <laughs> I was laughing. So they can't risk being heard, so she can't send any messages. She can only receive messages. So she's working the case on the submarine, and then another detective on the squad is her name is Kirsten, and she's she's working the land avenue of this case. Mm. So they're both, and they can't talk to each other because it's only one sided. Oh. So anytime Kirsten gets a clue, she'll go ahead and send it. But Amy, I think that's her character name, Amy can't send any message back. And she goes, she really goes through some shit in this show. Mm-hmm. But it's still really good. What I like about this is that Amy's backstory is told in flashes of memory. She, mm-hmm. Like, she is carrying a ton of baggage. Mm-hmm. And you get to know her and her relationship with Kirsten. You get to know that through flashes. Mm-hmm. Both of them have, like, these flash memories of each other. And it's so bittersweet, you know, that by the end of the series, uh, it's like a six-parter. It's only mm-hmm. six episodes. You know, you're jumping up and down on the couch you know, at the end. You're like, come on, come on. So I recommend this to all of Jones's fans. Mm-hmm. People who like a good whodunit mm-hmm. and people who don't overthink things like I did. Because for A Quiet Submarine, the entire crew was loud as fuck. Mm-hmm. So... We've all seen the movies, the submarine chases, where somebody drops a spoon or stirs their coffee and all of a sudden, you know, they're dead. Bam. Because somebody heard them. You know. Anyway. So, if you can get past that, which I did, obviously, uh, it's very entertaining and it can be binged in a weekend. So, I thank you to the person who recommended it. I think it was Cindy Girl. Mm -hmm. And then also my friend Kathy. So, it was a good recommendation. I'm going to pass it on to (laughs) Neil. That sounds like something he would like to watch. He probably would. 
So what about you? What is your official recommendation? My official recommendation this week is for a romance novel called Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. And this one caught my attention because the premise is there is a queer woman, like she's pansexual, who is pretty lovely, and a grumpy non-binary person. And they are contestants on a cooking show. Nice. And I was like, oh my God, give it to me. (laughs) And so Dahlia is the pansexual woman. She's recently divorced. She is kind of just about on the edge of bankruptcy. She is unhappy, uh, still living in Maryland. Her family's from Massachusetts, but she had moved to Maryland with her husband. And, you know, when they divorced, he moved away and she stayed. And so she's like, I don't know, I got to do something. And so she had an opportunity to join this reality show chef special. Unfortunately, in the first episode, luckily, after the judges got to taste the food, but she's walking away with it and she just like trips and her food flies everywhere. Uh. And it's like, you know, instant, instant meme. But she's like friendly and bubbly and everybody likes her. And then there's London Parker, who uses the pronouns they, them. And is pretty nervous about being there. Their dad is, despite it being three years, has never accepted their pronouns. This woman at the dinner is transphobic to London. And London just wants to cook. You know, like, just let me do this. And as they get to know each other, as London gets to realize that Dolly is not super flighty. And, you know, they take care of her in certain situations. You know, it's really cute. They're really sweet. There's that a lot that's a, like, it's so freaking cute. And there are some like genuinely hilarious moments. And like, yes, there's definitely the the only content warning for this book is that there is transphobia for sure. We don't see London's dad be transphobic, but London talks about it and how that's a problem. Obviously, there's the other contestant, Lizzie, who is transphobic. And tries to kind of get Dahlia around to her position. And Dahlia is like, you need to fuck all the way off into the sun. That's not okay. And then, which actually ties back exactly to what you were saying about Amy Schneider. Mm-hmm. Also, the transphobia on social media. Now, the thing that I appreciate is that we never actually see the transphobic words get said we never see the misgendering in one situation even the the when lizzie is trying to bring dahlia around to her position she uses the wrong pronouns but what the author does is puts the correct pronoun in place has they there and then says but she didn't say they and i thought like it was so brilliantly sensitively done to try to like just balancing Yes, this is a character, like, this is a person who experiences transphobia, but trying to convey it in a way that will be the least hurtful as possible. I don't know if that, if that makes sense. But it's just, I don't know, this whole thing, it was so good. It had more angst than I experienced, it, but, it, but it was like a, it was like the perfect amount so that it kept it interesting. It had me kind of, like, I I know it's a romance novel, so I know how it's going to end, right? Like, obviously, they're going to end up together. That's not a question. And yet, I was still like, oh, how's this going to go? How are they going to be brought back together? So it was like the kind of angst that's like, 
real good and interesting, but not so much that it hurts. Because I have uh, read, I like there are a couple romances I've read where the rom- where the angst is so high that like yeah. it it's kind of painful. To I read. get anxious when there's only like ten percent of the book left, and there's like they haven't come together, they haven't worked oh, it out. I'm like, ah! yeah, that's what gets yes. me. So I've never read anything by Anita Kelly before. But it looks like they have a few other books. And I'm kind of inclined to go check them out because Love and Other Disasters was just a delight. I very much loved it. Good. And in the happiest coincidence of all, it releases the same day that this episode comes out. So you can go get it. Just go get it now. You don't have to wait for it. You can get it. And you can tell them that I sent you. January 18th. Right? Yes. Is that correct? January 18th. Happy, yes. f- happy birthday to my dad. Happy birthday, dad. When's his birthday? January 18th. My dad is January 19th. Oh, we're right. almost twins. Almost. <laughs> sorry, uh, I totally interrupted you and you were like on a roll. No, I'm so sorry. I was done. Oh, okay. Yay. And speaking I mean, of not things yay, that are done, yes. guess what? This episode is also done. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed the show and you haven't subscribed yet, please make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You'll always get notified when there's a new episode. If you have a friend that you think would like the show, please tell them all about it. And if you'd like to support us, we have a link to our Kofi in the show notes, or you can visit Kofi.com slash clearly recommended. You don't have to. It's totally cool. But if you'd like to, you can do that. And just today, I added the little jar the tip jar on our twitter account where it's just super easy there you look for the you go to our uh, profile and there's like Mm -hmm. a little tiny dollar bill that you'll need your readers for because i could barely see it (laughs) but and you can like tip us that way so you can connect with us on all the social media sites just search for queerly recommended on instagram twitter facebook or you can email us at podcast at queerly recommended.com plus tara and i both have our separate accounts as well so you can reach out to us on those accounts So goodbye, everybody. Until next time. I don't know what I was trying to do there. (laughs) (laughs) Ha! Right? You were saying, ha! Skip one episode and just end up completely punchy. Oh, my God. What a bunch of nut jobs. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, you just gotta skip ahead. I think he lines it up near the end. Oh, okay. Oh, so here we go. Yeah, because you did you tell him you hijacked my computer? <laughs> I told you we can change that setting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I need another drink. All right, let me know when you are ready to go, and I am good whenever. <clears throat> I think I'm good. I'm going to make sure I'm plugged in. You can hear me. Yeah. My little blue dots on. Everything's good. Okay, here we go. So just count down to like, I don't know, eight or so in your head before you get going.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to Queerly Recommended, the podcast that's all about recommending queer movies, books, TV shows, and more. I'm a contemporary romance writer with almost 20 books about women loving women. But I forgot to write your name in there. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful, too. I didn't I fuck know, it up. you did amazing. It was so good. <laughs> I will never be able to do that again. This is probably going to be an outtake. I can taste it. <laughs> Ah, damn it. Okay, I'll do the eight again. (coughs) (laughs) Shit. It's good to laugh, though, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It is. So, my fickle... (laughs) You're fickle? I give up. (laughs) I give up. My fickle. Done. (laughs) I'm going to talk really slowly because Neil can edit this out. (laughs) Let's. Why did I close that tab? I'm such a dick. I don't know. Here it is. So 